trying to find ways to stay warm in many parts of the country right now. Went down below freezing in Florida and parts of California. A lot of energy were out in a lot of places. Wisconsin was a disaster. Some people even lost energy in Washington, D.C. And it's cold right now. In the 30s. We don't know what it will be. By the time it gets to be January or February. Could be cold, could be warm. And we human beings have to adjust to the change in temperature. As we're pumping more and more carbon dioxide and methane into the air, causing global warming. What can we do except find ways to relax and face the future? But we're not going to really face the future if we don't do it together. And when I say do it together, I'm not meaning in a little group where we have a household with two parents and children or one parent and children or just one person facing the world all alone, depending on themselves. Picking up on that archetype, the Clint Eastwood type thing where we're alone and self-sufficient, and that makes us great. Trying to be successful will not be enough. I've seen what successful looks like on all of the social media. Every once in a while I'll see a post about success and it talks about being successful and says that behind the success we never see the pain, the struggle the sleepless nights the working 60 and 70 hours a week to finally arrive at a place of success Well, what I say is this. No one should have to do that. To be a success. No one should have to do all of that in order to survive in a world. Success should not be a necessity in order to survive. It should be the icing on the cake. We should all be able to live and joyful lives without working ourselves to death and destroying the community that we need in order to be what is called successful. In my view, successful is having friends close enough to be a family, having a family, having a group, having a little bit of extra resources to travel every so often 
have enough resources to make life so good that we don't have to travel. I'm sort of reminded when I was living in Costa Rica on the holidays, the family that we were staying with would go out and rent a karaoke machine and they'd invite the extended family in and all of the people in the neighborhood and their fun would be to have a picnic to drink and to do karaoke together. This is community. This is what we need. What we've been conditioned not to do. Every day I take a walk and I go through all of the neighborhoods and I see all of the houses and all of the porches and the beautiful porch furniture. Most of the time they're empty. And I know that it's impossible for me to go to my neighbor's door and knock and go in and have a drink or a cup of coffee with them because we are separate. We're following that individualist train. And I know that that is the thing that is causing the pain and suffering in the world and homelessness and poverty. And the sad part is, I know that all of the band-aids that we have like trying to pay social workers and pay daycare centers to pay all of these people to do the things that our community would have done for us before when it comes to child care or taking care of elderly people we try to pay for that but it's never gonna work because it's a substitute and everybody can't afford it it's time for us to throw off this idea of individualism and to start building community again. And if we can't do that, I don't think we're going to survive as a nation. We can start this slowly. It's not a difficult thing. In fact, we can begin by starting a meetup group or just going to a real church. When I mean a real church, I mean a church where people really get to know each other. Not only on Sundays or Wednesdays or when they meet, but outside of the church. Where the church and the people use their creative energy to create things that help people like perhaps training teenagers to do babysitting jobs for money, perhaps a nurse or someone who watches over the congregation, maybe even finding ways to have a discount at a local gym or something for people who want to work out. Or if the church is big enough even to buy a universal gym. So people can come in and work out together. Start a small coffee shop there. So people can come and drink coffee together. What I'm talking about is building a real community. But now it seems that everything has been inundated with this idea of individualism. And avoiding the need to care for our neighbor 
such a point that we don't do that anymore. As I said, though, that's the one thing that we need. And we can add all kinds of other things, try to avoid it. But the thing about problems that can be solved only one way is all the other stuff doesn't work. It's like the Taoists say, if you want to get to the root, you don't work on the branches and the outgrowth. That doesn't change anything. You go to the root. You change that or you make that healthy and the whole tree changes. What we need now is community and that community extends to anyone who lives around us and we come in contact with regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation, or religion. Those who live around us and we come in contact with are our neighbors. For the Christians and the Muslim anyway, according to the teacher called Jesus, who gave the example of who is a neighbor and who is not. So if you claim to be religious in some way, a Christian or Muslim, and you're not doing this, you must question if you're true to your religion or not. Because I think decent person means caring for the ones that we come in contact with and even according to a scientific understanding of the world what Ralph Burrow a writer who was a professor at University of Chicago once wrote he said we must move beyond the physical expression the phenotype all the race, colors, genders, and all that, to culture type. Culture type is that we hold most important those people who are living with us, working with us, and being with us. Hold that important above race and gender and ethnicity and all those other differential things that we've learned to prioritize. But he says either we do that never fulfill our dreams and we eventually end up perishing he talked about something also called an ecotype when we realize that we're part of a living and breathing organism called the earth and the way we treat each other as nations the way we treat the animals the trees and the plants the way we treat everything will eventually affect us that we see with the COVID. And so my suggestion is that we begin to get past our little bubbles and get past our fear and begin to build communities right now 
building a parallel healthy system to what we have now so that this sickness, this fear, this hatred, this manipulation will die out. And all that we will have is that which is beautiful, lovely, and peaceful. We'll have the world that many people have spoken about and dreamed of for thousands of years right now. But in order to do that, we must do what the great prophet Jonah said after he was thrown out of the whale's belly and went to Nineveh, made a prophecy he didn't want to prophesy. He simply said, change or die. And I think we're at that place right now. And it's up to us. We've got the free will to choose. Or are we going to change? Or are we going to die? A brief message, and we'll be back. stay poor the rest of your life. There are things you can do right now. Visit us at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com to learn about living now with passive income. You won't regret it. You don't have to... It's time for us to let go of the things we've learned about success and to realize that Success is living a happy and a fulfilled life. But before we can do that, we have to let go of all those beliefs that tell us that we're nothing until we can perform well enough for other people to say that we are. I heard a program on YouTube about the difference between Norway and the United States a very different philosophy it basically said that in Norway the people learn that they are all one group they're all equal one person is not more special or better than the other they learn that they all work together to create a society where everyone can enjoy happiness and pleasure have a living wage. The opposite is true in this country. We're told that we must be better than each other. And we're told that if we don't feel better at what we're doing, we need to find something that we're gifted and talented at so we can be the best at that. Our life becomes accepting the fact that we are exceptional beings better than many and looking for a way to prove it. And that has become our emotional death. But when we can let go of that, you see, it all changes. It all disappears. And the good thing is that we have the opportunity to do that now. Because as we look around and we see the world and we see ourselves, we can see that what has been going on for the last 
6,000 years almost isn't working. Time to turn back to love and finding joy. And we can all do that just by using our will, our intent to do so, our creative imagination, sharing the dream. Another version of the good news, which is actually what the good news or gospel was all about was that we are not enemies with God. We are not enemies with the universe. We are not enemies with nature and creation. We are all one. We are the light of the world. We are the truth in the world. All wisdom and knowledge dwells within us because we are the city or dwelling place of what we call the divine. By reclaiming these identities and living them out and teaching our children to beware of all of the lies and all of the norms that we have been told in this society that are supposed to be good, that are actually destroying us. Teaching them, warning them, and helping them grow into healthy individuals as we do also. By doing this, you see, we can live in paradise no matter what the external circumstances and we can do this right now that's what the saying the kingdom of heaven is within you and in the midst of us means but one enters in by pushing through what do they push through the veil of negativity the veil of greed and anger and illusion the veil of capitalist necessity that says we must be the best the veil of artificial scarcity and the veil that keeps us from coming to know our friends and our neighbors and our world and an intimate way that promotes justice, love, peace, and security for us all.